everyone and welcome back to another episode of CQP Moments. As always, I'm your host, the Coupon Queen Pen. We're talking another episode recap of Commit or Quit. Yes, and of course, I have to bring along the amazing Pete Perkins Heard. So, let's take a moment out and we'll be right back. So guys, I am back with Pete Perkins Heard. Oh my gosh, and we are still discussing commit or quit with Judge Lynn Toller. This time we're doing episodes three and four. Um, We had previously discussed episodes one and two. Again, this is a pretty new show. Um, You know, we're not sure where the We Channel is going with this. Again, not sure if this is a spinoff, not sure if this is its own show who did what. Now, I didn't manage to look up. It doesn't look like Lynn Toller is an executive producer, at least not from what I looked up on Google. Um, So this may be a show that they came to her with, um, knowing that she has a contract with We. They may have thought she was the best suited for the show which so far it does seem like she is a great fit. Um, We're not sure because we have seen before where, you know, they just want to start the show and then want to switch to host. So far, I'm hoping that they don't because she is doing excellent at what, what, you know, for what is being asked of her. So I don't, want her to you know them to change the host but we have seen this before um in previous shows like marriage boot camp where we had two other hosts and then they came along with dr ish and dr v and then judge lynn toller actually came in and replaced dr v so not sure not sure now So far, what are you thinking of this show? What are you thinking of uh, our host here and what she's doing? I think she, um, I think she herself is doing a magnificent job. Uh, Like I said, she's very objective. Uh, I think she gets to the core of the couples and really has a good understanding on what relationship dynamics should look like. I agree. I agree. So this time around, we're, we're meeting a couple. Now, this is another couple with a huge age difference. Um, we're talking Ayana and Brian. Now, what strikes me about Ayana is Ayana is actually the older one. The last time we saw where between London and Andre, we had an older guy with a younger woman. But this time we are seeing the older woman with the younger guy. um, And they literally have a 10-year age gap. She is 46 and he is 36. 
So, you know, but this couple is again, another couple that is married. They are married. So this is not a couple that is looking to get married. This is not a couple that is looking to, you know, for her to help them say, I do. They've already said, I do. They're looking for help in their marriage. Now, this couple has started a restaurant already together. The restaurant didn't go as well as they'd hoped. So the restaurant failed, but they're looking to start another restaurant. Um, one of the crazy things that we're seeing so far with this couple is that he's looking to go out and hang out with his friends because remember, he's a 30 something year old young man. So he's not necessarily looking to settle down and say, hey, I've got this business, you know, I just need to be home with my wife. He's looking to go out and have some fun. And she's more of the mindset, hey, this business has to make it off the ground. I'm here for my family. I just want my happiness. I'd rather stay home. Now, again, this couple is a great looking couple. This is another, I would say, social media worthy couple where if you saw them out, you wouldn't think, oh my gosh, there's so much going on behind the scenes. But it seems like there is a lot of trouble in paradise for this couple. Um, one of the things about Ayana is that she speaks to him and I guess really it's her older, you know, the fact that she's older than him. She speaks to him as though it seems like she believes, you know, she can talk down to him a little bit, you know, where she's trying to not so much talk down to him, but she's trying to tell him what to do, what to wear, how to do things. And it's almost like kind of like a mom talking to a son rather than a wife talking to a husband. And this is one of the things that is just getting to him. It is getting to him. So he's not happy with that at all. You know, she is trying to also make a family with him. We find out that they've had some not so great experiences in the past trying to have a baby. And they're really not. In other words, the hurt is there, but they're not talking about it. But one of the things is that his friends are telling him, well, hey, if you go and you have a baby with someone else, you then bring the baby a little bit later, she'll have to accept the baby. I have to ask Pete, what kind of weird advice is that? But I mean... this is why you you can't accept wife advice from goofies so i mean what why do why do they think that that would play out like it's because they really don't have the interest of the couple in mind that's their friend and they're looking out for they're giving him easy solutions and, and and I wouldn't even say easy solutions because I don't think that's a solution. If it's one thing to um, 
you know, support your friends and say like, oh, I know you want a kid. Yeah, we all know the obvious, but when you have to invoke cheating into anything, like what are you actually talking about? It, it, it's so, exactly. so bizarre. Like, and, and this is where I kind of fault Brian. I think that's extremely disrespectful to say that because you're you're really coming for my marriage you're completely disregarding it when you give advice like that right right and and he's not and i think the funny thing is he's laughing it off and he's not correcting them he's not correcting them he he's oh and he kind of almost seems like he flirts with the idea in the back of his head right right side kid and then you know kind of brush the mom off and I you know Ayana and I will just raise my kid from another and and I think that's the other thing is what do you think is going to happen with the mother of this child like she's just going to now let's say Ayana for for the sake of everything says okay well this is your kid I'm going to accept your child right which now what do you think the mother of this child is going to do like she's going to be back crap crazy like okay uh no i am this child's mother and you're you're gonna have a custody issue because you're looking at splitting 50 50 custody best case scenario right so it's like unless you decided to reproduce with the crackhead so that you could just get sole custody of the kid which would again that's crazy like (laughs) yeah it's it's not making any sense making any sense let's not even go there uh, I, I mean and you know ultimately if they if they don't have any luck with the kids and you know any decisions that they would make have to be decided as a couple and that's where I'm going to kind of leave it because I, I don't even want to give any any level of uh, validation or um, support the, those weirdo philosophies that were introduced to us. So I'm just gonna leave it there. Like she right. has to be part of anything that they decide as it pertains to their children and their life. Right, right. So like marriage. So yeah. So no one unilateral this or people should not make unilateral decisions. Exactly. Exactly. So one of the things that we find out about Ayana is she suffered a lot of loss on top of the whole baby thing. She has suffered other loss in her life and she suffered it back to back. She has not been able to grieve properly and it's taking a toll on her. It's taking a toll on her. Let's really get into that. Like she suffered a tremendous amount of loss. Yes. Like I, I, I don't think that can be glossed over. It can't be her, her brother, her sister, and her, her brother-in-law, and, and her stepfather, her, step, her stepbrother, her stepbrother. Yeah, all, all within a matter, all with all under six months, right? Yeah. You know, so. And this is all while she's grieving the loss of her business. And I kind of took it as it was her business before. Like she yeah, had it was that more her money. business and she brought him in. 
and then she and she maybe brought him in at the the tail end and this business is more of a 50 50 venture between the two of them right right and that's all as someone i've had businesses uh that you know i wasn't able to continue to pursue just because of loss of momentum and, and that's hard, that's rough when you put your all into something and you're just not seeing those results. And, and we're, we weren't, I, don't, I didn't remember that we were able to receive any more details on exactly what happened with the business. It's not like this is a um, shark tank or anything like that where they kind of, or more business oriented. Right. Or, what's my favorite show with Marcus Lamoas that I can't, um, The Profit where he really gets into the details of past business experiences and, you know, some trauma that comes from entrepreneurship and failed entrepreneurial endeavors, right? Right. There, there is a mental health component to all this. And so she really was going through it. Right. And then not being able to have kids and you have a younger husband and you know, that's what he wants. And yeah, it was, it was a lot for her to take in and She's still trying to, one thing it was like, to me, how is this woman still getting out of bed every morning? Yeah. Like, how is she still, not to mention that she is still pursuing having another restaurant, but how is she getting out of bed every morning? And this is where Judge Lynn comes and tells her, hey, you know what? you need to see someone professional. She's like, well, I talked to my husband and my cousin. And even he at this point, which is one of the most intelligent things he said in this segment, which was, I can't help her. Because he realizes that this is too much for him to take it on. He is not a professional. This is not his job she because it's been so much in such a short amount of time she needs to talk to a professional see yeah i i looked at it completely differently uh, where i wholeheartedly agree she she has to be in counseling that's just entirely too much going on for one person to handle without support but to me i didn't really like his comments because to me from what I heard, he was kind of like giving up on it. Like he was saying like, oh yeah, I know she's going with this stuff, but I just kind of want her to be happy. I'm over her being sad. And no, he cannot help her, but he, as her husband, he needs to be a support system. Even oh, when it's, it's not working, even there, there's not a scenario in which you can't um, show her consistently that you have her back. You always have to have her back because that you're her husband and she's gone through more than any one person should. Right. <laughs> like any people should not have to go through that, but those are, those are circumstances beyond her control with the exception right. of the restaurant closing. But we, I, I, maybe that's due to COVID, you know, it was kind of, I think that right. would fit the timeline of, from what we were hearing yeah it was it was around the COVID timeline because she never she never gets into exactly why she lost the business yeah we don't get specifics on it but um because that's not the purpose of the show but that that's a lot going on for one person and he he always kind of struck me as having a 
blase attitude like oh my wife is going through all this but he you know his actions he's out partying and dancing and hanging out and interacting with other women and maybe women closer to his age and just it, it seemed to me that he was always flirting with the idea of what his you know dumb friends told him oh right right and that, and then that's the other thing is he talks about the flirting like because of everything that she's going through and blah 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 he's outside and he's going out and he's flirting and and I just think that's a crazy response for a husband and I get the age gap I get but just on an empathy level, like, wow. Right, because like, she's going through so much and it's like, going out so there flirting, like, really? To be out here in the streets? <laughs> like, yeah, what? like, that was my thing. I'm like, wait a minute. She's going through all of this. She's going through all of this grief and as a person. And to me, I think one of the crazy things is you and I have been friends for a while, but even yeah. as a friend, you can't say, hey, this person is going so much. Let me stop what I'm doing and make sure they're okay. Like, you, you I, I don't get that. You know, I, because I mean, you and I, like I said, you and I have been friends for a while and yeah. it's like, we will check on each other. So for you- and We've been through, you know, kind of intense situations together. Right. So um, it's- We've so, been there for each other. That's right. why we're so close. And, but, and I think that's an opportunity. That's where you all should have gone, grown closer in your marriage. Like, right. you know, I, and I could still, I could still see, still see them having some residual fallout from all the trauma that she's experienced. Like, right. her being, maybe their sex life has decreased. Um, you know, maybe the communication has gone down in a lot of areas. Still, all of this, but she should have been able to say, you know, what Chris is really had my back and, and shown me so much love and he's been so patient so kind with me throughout this process you mean brian should have heard because there was really he had every opportunity to do so right but we never heard that from her and right it seemed like he was trying like that was his goal it didn't even seem like he was just like this is what i want to do but i'm just confused on how to get there and i I know I can't be the only person to make her happy. I know I can't fix her, but he didn't even seem like he was trying to be a, any part of a support system. Right. And, and I that's think weird. That, that, that is weird. That is weird. I, I get where you're coming from from that. So it's like, that is super weird. So it, 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 it was not. Why would you go be in a relationship? Like I just, and, and, and it, it, it kind of seemed like he always had a half foot outside of the relationship. Out the door, yeah 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 so I was like no 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 but you know in the middle of this as always she introduces another couple and we meet Cayessa and Antoine um and we get to see their submission tapes of course we don't see too much of them but they seem to be having a lot of troubles of their own and it's not quite clear what the heck is going on with this couple, because like I said, we're just seeing submission tapes, but we're seeing that they're not quite on the same page when it comes to communication. So it's like, okay, where are we going to go? 
Of course, we know this couple will be safe for the next episode because that's what we do. That's the format. (laughs) That's the format with commit or quit. So in other words, we're just seeing introductions, who these people are, what they look like, you know, and possibly a little bit of what the situation is. And like I said, with this couple, it seems like there is a lot of communication issue. What is, the only thing I can say is what is perceived to be said by one party is not necessarily what's being said by the other party. So it's like, okay. But with that, you know, um, I found it a little strange what she did, well, or a little different what she did with Brian and Ayana's witnesses. She found one of Brian's friends and the witness that Ayana picked was her father. So Brian's friend is, you know, pretty straightforward. He's like, hey, I'm the guy that he goes to party with. Yeah, I've seen him flirt with girls. You know, we're cool. We're out there. We're young. We're this. And it's like, dude, you're not helping his case. But he was being honest. He was honest. But the the judge also kind of said, like, he's not even admitting to things that Brian has already admitted to. Like, right, right. But he, he said he said enough where we we kind of could paint the picture in for ourselves like right he said we don't party aggressively like you know we we kind of like bring it to an end we it's just dancing it's just dancing with the girls it's nothing really more than that um right but we also get what i liked about brian's witness in this case was we see that when he is with his friends or at least this friend in particular he's speaking favorably about his wife and saying like you know this is absolutely my soulmate right right and and i I kind of get that impression it almost seemed like she was more invested in the relationship than brian was right you know in the beginning so right i i get that but it was like this this witness kind of sold me on that and i was like okay cool he's he is partying but he still does care about his wife right so it's like okay but before then, I, I i didn't get that sense. i i i really kind of got like why is he with her almost right because <laughs> that was that was the impression i was getting it was like how are these two even together it, it, it really didn't come across like they because I, I I didn't get a sense that they had a, a strong connection. Right. And, and I guess throughout, I, I don't necessarily see the, even when the judge is like, oh, I see the love between the two of you with, you know, various couples throughout the series. I don't, I don't, I don't get where she's seeing that from necessarily. No, I don't did not come across on camera. Well, or I, I, I don't, is, or is it just not there? Or I, I, I don't right. know what it is, but it, it I'm not it seeing didn't like, come across. It didn't come like across. that they have a, a deep understanding, a knowledge for each other. A lot of times it seems like, okay, like we've been together for a while and we don't want to waste time anymore. It seems very arbitrary, the relationship dynamics. Mm. So Okay. Okay. But the other, the other 
witness that she had is again her dad her, um ayana's dad who Which who spoke volumes to me yeah because he's like i like brian i like brian and he's just like you know they have some things they got to work out and even one of the things is he says for his daughter he wants her to stand down a little bit because she I, I think she's used to being on her own and um it seems like the and uh this is something we didn't touch on they're all jamaican right they're all jamaican now the funny thing is brian has a huge huge jamaican accent whereas right. ayana doesn't so at first you get this impression that she's not jamaican until you hear her dad who is another one with a huge accent so it's right. like oh okay they're I, I, all jamaican for yeah until we see the dad yeah I, absolutely so and you know i think that was part of it as well because jamaicans are very um you know into their heritage and culture and right. so a lot of times they do just you know marry within you know jamaicans marry other jamaicans so as, right. as people you know are prone to do right right um but so i i um you know and i, I think that's a part of you know just culturally like okay this is what's expected of a jamaican man you know brian seems very like in jamaica you know like every time we hear the word adoption in jamaica i i i, I don't think that they got you, you never hear about families doing adoption in jamaica and you know, it's, he's kind of, you know, like it's socially, you know, almost frowned upon or just not. Right. And, and, you know, I think Brian is very much like a guy's guy. He's used to being, yeah, you know, well thought of, respected and. Yeah, so that's not that's not going to fly for him. That's not going to fly for him whatsoever. And I think, you know, her being a businesswoman and. I don't think she necessarily um, knows exactly what that looks like for her as being a wife. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, I think she's also going through a lot of trauma and stress. So I, I don't know if we'll, I, I just don't think it was a great period for her to kind of evaluate herself as a wife. I think right, right, most right. people, you know, would kind of take a step back and falter in a lot of areas in their life. Cause I think the focus for both of them really is building the business back and working on that together and mm -hmm. getting their finances under. And, and, and they also seem to be doing well financially. All these couples seem to be, be on their Yeah, feet. that's the thing is the first couple are, the one these to couples, be the, yeah, these couples aren't the struggling couples. They're, they're not couples that are, you, you can say, oh, well, what, you know, it, it's a money thing. These couples are doing very, very well. Yeah. So it's like, okay. But it's like, you know, after, after her conversation with the, this couple and with their, with their witnesses, you know, it's time. And this is when we really hear her say, in other words, the couple's relationship is on trial. This is why she calls it trial day. And, you know, 
one of the biggest things is she has them write in their last piece of homework is to for each couple is to write vows to each other and to write a goodbye letter because whether she should figure whether they get married they have a set of vows and if she figures whether they should get divorced they have a goodbye letter to each other so they're you know they're having to do this and one of the things she does do is she keeps checking in on them even during this process to see how they are relating to each other during this time so for them they get to trial day and of course their witnesses come in and she and she makes it very very clear that in other words she wants the witnesses to speak to say what they're thinking and the witnesses are are saying what they thought and one of the things that chokes everybody up is the father says hey i just want my daughter to be happy and he starts crying right and so she says you know that really sums it up and she decides that this couple should get remarried and as with the other couple they dress up the uh, the living room and they she you know recommits them to each other and it's like oh okay so that was really, really cool to see. I was like, okay, because I, I didn't think that she was going to go through all that bother for, and I can't say bother, but because they were already married. So I didn't think she was going to go through that, but it was like, wow, it was very interesting to see. But yeah. And I, I would say we see a transformation in Brian. Right. Uh, he's he's very different. And today, whereas like, in the beginning, I I really wasn't rocking with dude. I'm like, what is he like? What is going on? Like nothing about him said husband. But what I think with their relationship, they just had to figure out, okay, how does our relationship look with me being a wife now as opposed to a right. girl or a boyfriend versus you know versus previously? I think they both needed to figure out how how to do that more than just beyond the marriage ceremony and having the titles as husband and wife they weren't they they hadn't figured out that the husband and wife dynamic yet and then right. I think through you know the homework assignments that they were given I think they were able to kind of start thinking about themselves within those roles right right so that's the, that's the cool thing so yeah and that was, that was one of the things was we got to see the growth of both of them. We got to see her become a little bit more humble. And as her father said, stand down. And we got to see him grow into, hey, I need to stand up and be more of a family man as opposed to trying to be the party boy. Right. So. Oh, he was phrasing things differently. Right. How he his understanding of her because he was listening differently. Um, you know, um, because it, it, 
yeah, like I said, they I, I think they started building a, a sustainable dynamic between the two of them. Definitely. Um, so just like trust and, you know, just having a connection more than just, um, and, and I don't want to say the relationship was based on a physical connection because it's it did seem a little bit different than that. Right. Um, but I, I think that was maybe like it is with all relationships, there is the initial physical component. Um, and, and I think, unfortunately, they, relationships are hard under the best of circumstances. Mm-hmm. They were going through very um, challenging circumstances, extremely challenging circumstances. Right. So, right. You know, and hopefully this is just a, was kind of a, a teaching moment for them and they're able to you know go on and have uh successful relationships you know that are that mirror the letters that they wrote about themselves being you know 10 years in the future exactly exactly so yeah this was definitely a good this was definitely a good episode i like this this particular episode i like out of out of the three we've seen so far this episode i like I think it's because we were able to see progress with them. Right. I, I, I also did think it was odd that um, Ayana chose her dad to be her uh, witness, even though that means, you know, that they're very close in terms of the, the family dynamics. Um, right. To see that he liked Brian, that he thought, you know, this guy was good for his but daughter. I wasn't as shocked. I, a, no. I wasn't as shocked. And the reason I'll say I wasn't as shocked is because she experienced so much close loss. Right. So she would pick someone that was closer to her than a friend to be able to speak on her behalf. Because it was it was a very close connection that she had and that she needed. But at the same time, I don't think she's telling her father, like the argument that her and Brian had about him periodically sending money to Jamaica. Right, right. He was sending it to whoever he was sending it to. Right. I, I don't think she's sharing that with her dad because it's, you know. But remember, she didn't really find that out until Judge Lynn made him tell her. Right. So but that was, so that was a big thing that. was that, you know, she really didn't know until recently herself that. Right hey, you know, he's sending money to Jamaica to an ex-girlfriend because he knows how it is to live in Jamaica. Um, and he's saying he's not really supporting them, but he's helping whenever they need help out. But in there, it's but, just like, eh, really, dude? And, and I don't necessarily think there's anything wrong with it. Um, you know, I think- No, it's not. But in other words, this isn't something you should be hiding from your wife. Exactly. He shouldn't have- been hiding it uh but you know I, I use that as an example but just moments when they fight like that I just don't think are being shared with the father and I say that to say when you you know kind of friends know you know sometimes your friends won't forgive you they'll your friends are your friends but and you can kind of talk with them through, through things and they understand that there's a certain level like you have to be in your relationship and there's only so much input that they can really have right and, 
but it seemed oftentimes, and not to say that friends for, forget or forgive, you know, when your significant other, you know, kind of burns you right. within the relationship because your friends are meant to have your back. So, right. but when you tell your dad something like that, you're making a decision that you can't come back Next from. From exactly because your parents don't forget stuff like that. They don't. So they don't. Even if she forgives Brian for whatever in any circumstance that they have a fight, he's not gonna resonate with the dad. Like okay, yeah, definitely, definitely. And, and so that's why I think, although I understood why she included her dad, I think it we might have gotten a little bit more insight on her um, if she, if we were able to talk to a friend that right. we shared some of their ups and downs with a little bit more. Right, you know, definitely. Some of hers, because I, I, I do think, you know, she was very, and I think she's insecure in terms of their age difference and the fact that, um, you know, he could very easily, he has all these connections even right, though right. Percent, he, he does have other options. True, true. But all in all, I think this was a great episode. And so. she You can tell she's really hitting her stride in this episode. Right, right, right. So Judge Lynn is doing her thing. And we will definitely have to get into episode four but yeah guys if you are looking to check this out definitely check this out on the we network whether you're doing it on the app or on you know on your cable provider check for you know whatever channel it's on but definitely guys this is something you guys have to check out for yourselves so I'm loving this show so far. I don't know if you're loving it as much as we are, but it is giving us insight into sometimes how we ourselves behave, but we're getting to see a little bit of what, you know, is we're looking at sometimes on social media. So, yeah. Let definitely let us know what you think about the show, about relationships or any of it as always guys be good to yourselves be good to each other and happy shopping